Well, good morning and welcome to Heritage Convocation. Uh, my name is David Earl. I'm the Vice President for Advancement and Alumni Relations. I'm also a graduate of Sterling College. I'm a member of the class of 1991, but technically I'm a member of the class of 1988. That's a long story. I'll tell you that another time. But I came here in 1984 to play football, and uh, that didn't work out so well. So after I gave up my football scholarship, uh, this place had already gotten into my skin. I really loved this place. And we overuse the word love uh, in our culture a lot. I love the Dallas Cowboys. I love a good cheeseburger. But do I really love either of those things? I am a huge Cowboys fan, and I do love a good, I like a good cheeseburger. I love my wife, I love my kids, I love my grandkids. But I can honestly say I love Sterling College. And the reason I love Sterling College is because of the people. It's all about the people. And the purpose of Heritage Convo is to hopefully uh, instill some knowledge in all of you, faculty, staff, students, and as a reminder to myself about how special this place truly is. Some of you have been here for a few months. Some of you have been here for a few years. And I hope that even if some of your dreams don't work out like my football dreams didn't work out, I hope your first choice is not to abandon ship, transfer out to somewhere else, because if you'll give this place a chance, we're not perfect, as many of you have probably already figured that out, but this is a truly, truly special place. And again, the, the thing that makes this place so special uh, are the people. So last week, November 1st, uh, we celebrated the 135th anniversary of Sterling College. I don't know how many of you saw the cake and cookies over in Student Union. Um, there wasn't a big uh, fanfare made of it, because uh, 135th, it's like, yeah, it's, it's a good anniversary. Let's wait till the 150th. So all of you who will be alumni uh, at the 150th, come back and help us really celebrate our 150th. But we have 135 years of great history uh, here at Sterling, and we have uh, 135 years of foundations that have been built by thousands and thousands of people that we get to enjoy today. So I'm assuming some of you know some of this information, some of this may be uh, for the first time to you, but we were founded as Cooper Memorial College in 1887. This is one of the earliest uh, known, well, it's the only known photo that we have. It's a portrait of a guy named Joseph Tate Cooper. Now, Joseph Tate Cooper never stepped foot in Kansas. He uh, probably didn't even know that Sterling, Kansas existed. But he was a much respected and well-loved uh, Presbyterian pastor in the United Presbyterian denomination. The United Presbyterian denomination is who founded or helped found Sterling College. And in honor of his memory, by the time the college was founded, he had passed away, the Presbyterian leadership named Sterling College originally Cooper Memorial College. This is a picture of Cooper probably within a year or two uh, of it being built. So this is probably in the early 1890s. And at that time, uh, one thing I want you to notice are the trees. So these are all baby trees out here. 
This literally was out on the prairies of north of town. Town was a full half mile away from here. And there was no Casey's, there was no Sonic north of us, just cornfields and wheat fields. And if this picture was taken around uh, 1895, we don't know the, the date on it for sure, there would have been one house north of Cooper. If you ever at Casey's or Sonic, there's a two-story yellow house out there. Take note of that. That house was built in 1895. So for a long time, that house and Cooper were the only thing you could see when you look north of town. This is a photo of Cooper Hall in 1910. This was the inauguration of our second president, uh, Ross Turner Campbell. And I want to draw your attention to a couple things. So first of all, we have people sitting in the windows. That would not fly by OSHA standards today. I don't think uh, President Rich would want any of us sitting in the windows of Cooper. This platform is literally boards on top of rocks, stones that have been brought up. I think that's a band that's playing for the inauguration. They think this is President Campbell giving his inauguration speech. But what I find really interesting in this photo is this is a transition time in our culture. We're going from horse and buggies to cars. That very possibly is one of the earliest cars that was ever in the community of Sterling. This is a picture from uh, 1911. So this would have been the year after President Campbell was inaugurated. And what's important about this picture, and any seniors in the room, if seniors, raise your hand. They're going to graduate in May. Uh, after the senior breakfast in May, you will be directed to the front steps of Cooper to take your class picture. You will be continuing a tradition that has been going on at Sterling for well over 100 years. And so when you're sitting on those steps in May, if any of you remember this, think about how you are performing the same act that that generations and generations and generations and generations before you have done at Sterling College. That's a, that's, I love that picture. So then we go to 1914. 1914, the name of Cooper College, and I don't know why, if anybody's in the room that knows why, and this could be interactive. You can ask questions or you can shout out if you want. I don't know why we changed our name from Cooper Memorial to Cooper, uh, but we did. So that happened in 1914. This is a picture in 1917 of Cooper. And again, the only big thing about this are the trees. They're starting to grow, so trees are good indicators of times in some of these photos. Then in 1919, we changed our name again. And President Campbell and the Board of Trustees changed our name officially to Sterling College in 1919 because President Campbell got tired of explaining where Cooper College was. So they changed it to Sterling College. The problem was people didn't know where Sterling, Kansas was, so he was still explaining where Sterling College and Sterling, Kansas were. This is a photo probably from the 1920s, and I, I know that by the cars again. Those are all Model A's and Model T's. But the thing that I find really interesting about this picture is right over here where Thompson Hall and the Union parking lot currently are is a cornfield. And again, even as late as the 1920s, everything west of Cooper and pretty much north of Cooper was just farmland. McCurry Hall wasn't there, Union was there, Evans wasn't there. And it was for about, I think it was 32 years, the college was Cooper Hall, period. 
There, there was one other building, and we'll, we'll talk about that here in a second. But This happened in 1948. We had a major windstorm that came through on July 14th, 1948. It was not a tornado. I don't know that. I wasn't there. But that's what they say. It was just a very, very strong, straight-line wind. And what's great about this picture is not only... So this is Heritage Hall. So it blew out that whole wall. But the spire that was up on top was damaged enough, windows were broken out, and it was actually twisted that they had to take that down. And so that's why the Cooper Hall that we know today doesn't have the spire on it. So that summer, after they did the cleanup, they started the repair on Cooper. They put up all that scaffolding, took off the spire. And, the, and this, by the way, is foreshadowing of things to come. So remember that. But this was the um, eventual appearance of Cooper Hall without the spire, new windows over here. And this was from about 18, or I'm sorry, 1950, again, according to the cars. So that scaffolding came back in the late 1990s. In 1988, Cooper Hall had fallen into such disrepair that it was condemned and sat vacant for 15 years. So it was closed in the summer of 1988. It collected dead bats and pigeons and squirrels. A few students snuck in and signed their names on the uh, blackboards that were in the building at the time. But students did not use Cooper Hall during that time. In 1997, the Board of Trustees, and I'm so thankful and grateful for this, the Board of Trustees had a decision to make. They either were going to tear down Cooper and rebuild or renovate it. And it would have been far cheaper to tear it down and build something new than to re renovate a 100-year-old building. But the Board of Trustees voted to save the building, to renovate it. I'm personally thankful for that because that's when I got my first job at Sterling College in 1999 to come on board and help raise funds to help renovate Cooper Hall. But for a time, the entire building, and, and it eventually got completely around Cooper, was wrapped in scaffolding and plastic. And then they pumped uh, propane heat into that tent to keep the building at a certain temperature during the winter so that they could do all the repairs that were needed. And the final result was this. And we all get to enjoy that today. And so I'm so grateful that 25 years ago now, the Board of Trustees voted to save that building. My office, by the way, is right there. If anybody wants to come up, look out my window. I've got a great view. You're welcome to come up. I'd love to talk to you. And this picture, again, going back to trees, is from a few years after we opened Cooper. Two things in this picture. A point of personal uh, preference. This is my son, who, for whatever reason, and what, 20, 15 years later, I still don't understand this, he decided the night before commencement, and he knew he was going to be carrying the flag, he decided to get dreadlocks put in his hair, and we had some administrators that about lost their minds over that, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, but the trees, these are the oak trees that we get to enjoy today. So as you walk back to the Union today, as you go to Cooper, 
As you're walking along that walk, notice those beautiful oak trees that we get to enjoy today that 15 years ago looked like that. All right, time to give stuff away. I told you we're going to have fun today, right? So we're going to give some stuff away. My lovely assistant, Jim Johnson, director of uh, development and class of 1980 graduate. He's going to pull names. You have to be present to win, obviously. I've got my goodie bag, so we'll see if we get a winner. After three, if we don't have somebody here, I'm just going to point to somebody and give something away. Representing Kilburn Hall, Kendrick Duncan. In the room? All right. He's coming. He's coming. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's coming. Come on up here, Kendrick. All right, you get a Sterling College stocking cap, which will come in handy tomorrow because it's supposed to get cold. All right. right. Jim, thank you so much. That's it, just one. That's it for now. These these time to give stuff away slides are going to pop up randomly. I'm not even really sure where they are, so we'll just go along. All right. This room that we are in currently right now, what's the name of it? Thank you. That was easy because her name's right there. We have this woman to thank for this room. She gave the money. She's a 1930 graduate. Uh, She gave the money to originally uh, um, renovate this room. Now, it has been renovated, I think, three times since, but it became known as Colbertson Auditorium after she gave a very nice and sacrificial gift to put in lights and I think the, the, uh, that place, what is that called? The balcony. Um, so again, it's about the people. The places are great, but it's about the people that make Sterling College. How many theater drama people do we have in the room? They all sit together. Okay, that's cool. Well, this is a uh, early theatrical production from 1892. Obviously, it wasn't in this building because this building didn't exist at the time. But theater has been a big part of Sterling College for hundred and probably 33 years, I think. This was one of the earliest productions that was actually on this stage. This would have been in the 1920s. Uh, Spencer Hall was built in 1919. And then this is the latest production that was uh, on the stage uh, over Homecoming. So all of you who were in that phenomenal show, I really enjoyed that. But more importantly, well, not more importantly, because that's awful important, but this young lady, who is a very important part of Sterling College Theater, has been a big part of Sterling College Theater for many years. So this is our very own Sasha Hildebrand. I believe this was her freshman photo. Is that right? Yeah? Uh, This is from a dance. I'm not sure if maybe that was a spring formal. I'm not sure what that was. And then this is a production called Dearly Departed that she was in um, back in 2001-ish, 2002. All right. So again, it's about the people. We have people who come here as students, graduate, go off and do other things as Sasha did, 
And for whatever reason, they're drawn back to Sterling. I hope we get to keep Sasha. I don't know if she'll stay here for a long time, but I'm so glad that she's here now because she has been such a blessing to our students, to our theater um, productions, and she is one of us. So our very own Sasha Hildebrand, class of 2003. Oh, time to give stuff away. All right. Jackson, not here. Not here. You snooze, you lose, right? Casey Erickson. Oh, she's off campus too. Not here, right? All right. If after this one, if we don't get it, I'm just picking somebody. Ezekiel Thompson. He's off campus too. All right. Um, who really wants something? Red jacket. All right, you get a Sterling College air warmer. You're welcome. All right, thank you. It's always exciting when somebody gets excited about winning an air warmer, right? All right. So let's talk about another place, Spencer Hall. As I already mentioned, it was uh, built in 1919. So for 32 years, Cooper had been the only building on campus. Um, this was to, to uh, build some of the foundation. They uh, dug the pond out front. Now that's not the, not pond, the sunken garden. Uh, that's not the only reason that was used. Some of that was used, I believe, Scott Downing, you can... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, was used to help build the football field as well. Yeah. So the sunken garden out here, I actually met a man, Sterling College alum, um, who rode on his grandfather's shoulders while his grandfather um, worked a team of mules and a, and a dirt slip to help dig the sunken pond. His name was... Uh, doesn't matter what his name was, I've completely forgotten. Cook was his last name. But uh, he told me the firsthand story of the sunken garden being dug. And that's, again, it's all about the people. So, a little more modern picture of us, but who was the person behind Spencer Hall? Well, that is our very first president, Francis Marion Spencer. He came in 1889, so Sterling had already been open for a couple years. We had an acting president named A.N. Porter. Um, we had offered the position to a guy who turned it down. We, I wasn't here. They had offered the position to a gentleman to be our first president. He turned it down. And Francis Marion Spencer, who was a, also a leader in the United Presbyterian Church, was uh, selected and accepted. And then he was our president for uh, 20 years, 20, 23 years, I believe. Um, he um, 
after he was president, he stayed on board in a like an auxiliary role and simply was a fundraiser. We, they didn't have vice presidents of advancement or directors of development then. He just stayed on to help raise money for the college because the college was in financial uh, need. Another person or another building, uh, another place is Wilson Hall. Taya is raising her hands. No, it's not named after you. Close. But Wilson Hall was our first, was our second gymnasium on campus. Some think it was our first. It was, whoops, it was our second. Um, our our uh, athletic program, the, the building was built to be our athletic uh, center. Locker rooms were in there. The gym was in there. But it is, it is now more uh, widely known for its music, and we'll get into that. But the name behind, the person behind Wilson Hall is this guy, Samuel Wilson. He was one of the first, actually he was the first faculty member at Sterling College, Cooper Memorial College, and he taught for 55 years. He taught from 1887 to 1942. So he gave of himself for over a half century of, of life. And I can tell you the earliest faculty on campus and staff oftentimes didn't even get paid. They might get a chicken, they might get some eggs. Honestly, they did not get paid sometimes for months. And yet, S.A. Wilson gave $50 to a young lady in the 1920s because she was having financial difficulty and wasn't going to be able to come back as a student. And he gave out of his meager earnings so that this student could return and pay her tuition, which was $25 a semester. So he gave her a year's scholarship. And that lady then, 50 years later, gave the college over a quarter million dollars just because of the kindness of this guy. So it's all about the people. Any band members in the room? All right, so another thing that Sterling College is known for and has been a big part of us is our um, instrumental music. This is one of our earliest orchestras. This is from 1896. This is our most recent band performance, I believe, here on this stage a couple weeks ago. Congrats. And band at Sterling, a big part of band happens because of this guy. So, Larry Brownlee. Who happens to have a couple kids here. Any, any of his kids here? Raise your hand. All right. All right. Um, so, Larry is a graduate. The, the Brownlee legacy at Sterling is huge. His mother's an alum, his siblings are alums, his kids are alums, several cousins are alums. Uh, but Larry is a phenomenal musician. Uh, he, after he left Sterling, I don't know what all he did after he left Sterling, but I know for a long time he was the band instructor at Sterling High School and built a phenomenal program over there. Uh, and then um, recently came back to Sterling, and we're so glad to have him. So again, it's kind of that common theme. People graduate. They go out into the world, and they're drawn back. And the reason that happens, I believe, is because this is a really special place. 
Some of you in this room are probably thinking, as soon as I graduate, I am out of here and I'm never looking back. And we have people do that. And then we have a number of people who graduate, go away, and they're like, man, I miss Sterling. Sterling Community, Sterling College, and they come back. So Larry did come back. Now, a couple things in this photo. That is a killer guitar right there. I'm not sure what that's called, but it's... Anybody know what that's called? A keytar. That's, that's classic, 1980s stuff. He's got the Miami Vice. Does anybody even know what Miami Vice is anymore? Probably not. Us older people in the room, Miami Vice, that's a, a classic Miami Vice jacket. But the best part of this picture is that mullet right there. That is Larry's brother, Bob. <laughs> and Okay, Caleb, you're in the room? There you go, yeah. Yeah, so the, the, the Brownleys uh, have had an influential role. So it's all about the people. Larry Brownlee, class of 1980. All right, time to give stuff away. Woo! Non-commuters off campus. Okay, here's one. Afton Larson. Oh, off campus. Hey, hey, Jim, step in. Do you have a car? Yes, sir. Would you like to tag? Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and draw two more. I do think this is the last one in the, in the series. Rachel Thompson, Heaven Tall. All right. Uh, Dominic Bear, Gilbert. All right, one more, then I'm going to pick somebody. All right. Francisco Argo. There we go. All right, this is a uh, coupon for a free T-shirt at the Warrior Warehouse. So you can go in there and just turn that in and pick whatever you want. All right. All right, and I do have, I do have one more, and I'm just going to, hands down, the first person to sing the first line of the alma mater gets a free T-shirt. pretty easy, guys. All right, okay, I'll I tell you what. We're, we're going to sing the alma mater when we close today so you all learn it. So next year when I do this, you'll know it, all right? So anyone who lives, and, I, and I'm sorry, but I got to do this. Anybody who's in Campbell Hall, first hand up, right there. It's a t-shirt at the Warrior Warehouse. So I live two years in... in uh, I almost said Evans. I didn't live in Evans. I, spent, I lived two years in Kilburn and two years in Campbell, and I love my time in Campbell, so I had to, had to do that. All right. So I mentioned earlier that Wilson was not the first gymnasium. There was a gym that was built at some point. I don't know the story. I don't even know where it was. 
but it was a barn. That was the Cooper Gymnasium. And this is a terrible picture. I apologize for that. But that's what was inside the barn. So we did have a gymnasium before we had Wilson. Uh, but it definitely was not high class. Now, speaking of gymnasiums, we'll go to this one. So this is what Gleason looked like three years ago. Coaches, right? So before we did the addition, this was Gleason. Gleason was built. It came online in 1971. And for a number of years, it was just the physical education center. Then uh, when Claire Gleason passed away shortly after retiring, it was rededicated as the Gleason um, at Physical Education Center. And that's what it looks like today. And interestingly enough, I'm going to back up, that building cost a little more than $600,000 to build in the late 60s, early 70s. And this building, which was basically just doubling the space, so about the same uh, amount of uh, construction space from the first one, costs a little north of $6 million. So that's 50 years of inflation for you. So I'm, I'm sure if you have been in Gleason, you've seen the big mural on the wall, but this is the name behind, the person behind the name. This is Claire Gleason. He taught here for 33 years. At one point or another in his career, I believe he coached most, if not every, varsity sport that we had. He was a phenomenal man. He was much loved, very well respected. I had the privilege of having him for two years of my college time, and I'm very grateful for that. But he was, uh, he was really something. But while we're in the gym, let's play some basketball. Yeah. Any, any women's basketball players in the room? Few, okay. So this is the 1922 college state champion team. Because they won the state championship that year, they, all of the players were given a gold basketball. Now, it wasn't truly gold. It was spray painted, but it was a gold basketball. And the administration gave the entire student body the day off as a celebratory holiday because the Lady Warriors were champions. So let's fast forward a few years. This is another team that was super quality. This is 2005 Lady Warriors team that went to the national tournament and reached the Elite Eight, featuring our very own Casey Bassett. Is this Pete Manili? There you go. And of coach uh, of course, coached by the legend uh, Lonnie Cruz. And so this is Casey's, I think it's her freshman class uh, picture. But Casey, as you know, ladies, uh, has been a great coach for the program. She was a phenomenal player. Um, she is a solid administrator. And she's just an all-around great person. And again, it's all about the people. So Casey Bassett, class of 2006. Now, another sport that has had a long history at Sterling College is tennis. Any tennis players in the room? Yeah. One, two, two, three, three tennis players. I was hoping Coach Duke would be here this morning. Is Coach Duke here? 
All right. It's good you're here. We're, we're going to get to you here in a minute. So this is the earliest known photo that I can find of tennis at Sterling College. This would have been probably in the 18, maybe the 1900s, I'll say. Um, but this is somewhere located uh, behind and to the south of Cooper Hall, so about where the lawn of Thompson Hall is now. It was just dirt, um, um, dirt court. So let's fast forward about 80 or 90 years to the 1990 team featuring our own Jeff Duke. Now that picture is not too bad. Jeff looks pretty good in this picture. Well, he looks good in all the pictures. I'm not, I'm not going to uh, degrade him. But he's not rocking his mullet in this picture. But here, he's got his mullet, got his mullet. So Jeff was a great tennis player. He was a great guy. I was in school with him for a couple years. I'm so glad, Jeff, that you're back at Sterling. And he's another one. He went away, he did some stuff, and he came back. And, and we are blessed by his presence so again, it's all about the people. So Jeff Duke, class of 1990. All right, football players in the house? Yeah? All right, very first football team at Cooper Memorial College was in 1893. So we have had football at Sterling College now, help me out with the math, for... 130 years, give or take a year, all right. This is the 1921 uh, team. I love this picture for two reasons. It's on the steps of newly built Spencer Hall. And any Evans ladies in the room? Evans, all right. This guy right there, that is who your building is named after. His name is Harold Evans. He and his wife, Aline, are both alumni. We'll tell their story next year at Heritage Convo, so you got to come back to learn more. We'll have more giveaways. But I love that picture uh, for that reason. And these, these football pants. Would you guys like to play in those today? Yeah? All right, so let's move forward a little bit. This is during World War II. This is 1944. So many, so many of our men were off fighting the war that we actually, for one season, had a women's tackle football team. And I've met, now they're all gone now, unfortunately, but I have met a number of the ladies in this picture and heard firsthand stories about that time at Sterling College and how much fun they had breaking the mold and doing something that in 1940 was totally not what ladies did, but they had a blast doing that. Now we'll jump forward about 30-some years to the 1978 Warriors. What's special about this? Well, my lovely assistant, Jim, is right there. And our vice president of athletics, Scott Downing, is right there. Scott is another one who came as a student. He stuck around for a little bit. He was an assistant coach. 
He was a really good player, really good player. And as this picture indicates, he was truly a full head and shoulder width bigger than everybody else that he played with. But uh, he was then the head coach for three years, did not have a losing season. Is that correct, coach? True. True. Any defensive lineman in the room? Todd Fulton right there. But the best part of this, these pictures is Scott Downing's mustache. Bring it back. I, they're up here calling for the mustache to come back, coach. So again, it's about the people. Scott Downing class of 1979. <clears throat> All right, let's talk about the other football. Soccer. Soccer players in the room? All right. All right, so this is the very first varsity soccer team at Sterling College in 1987. We have not had soccer here that long. We had uh, club soccer for a while before this, but we finally brought on a full-time full varsity soccer program in 1987. Uh, sorry about the quality of this photo. So let's get off this poor quality photo and get to this better quality photo. This is the 1998 soccer team. And if you look real close, right there is Justin Morris. <laughs> Justin has been a part of Sterling College Athletics and Sterling College for over two decades now. He transferred in here. Can you remember Cali, I believe? Is that right? Alan? Alan, thank you. Uh, and he, so he had two years at Sterling, but Sterling got into his blood, and he is one who has never left, and we're grateful for that. So when he was here as a student, he had a little attitude. He was a heck of a player. And then he went on and he coached both men and women's at various times uh, before he became the associate vice president for athletics and facilities. So I'm sure Justin has touched several of your lives over the years. He's a great guy. And again, it's all about the people. So Justin Morris, class of 2000. Any men's basketball players? Couple, all right. So this is the class, or this is a 1907 Cooper Memorial basketball. And I didn't mention earlier, but did you know we were once called the Barrel Makers? So before we were the Sterling College Warriors, we were the Cooper Barrel Makers. And a barrel make, a Cooper is a barrel maker. So, But this, these guys were the Barrel Makers. So 115 years ago, well, let's fast forward 91 years to this 1998, 1999. And right there in the middle, Jason Breyer. And again, it's this theme, people come, they love it. Now, Jason stuck around for a while, then he was out doing some things. I don't think he ever left Sterling. Jason, are you in the room? No? I don't know if he ever, does anybody know, if, did Jason ever move out of Sterling? I don't think so. All right. But he did work away from Sterling. Um, and then, so he did some uh, assistant coaching this was one of our most successful men's program 
back in the early 2000s. He was a phenomenal player and a lot of fun to watch. But again, it's the people. And, and obviously, he is a part of a big legacy and heritage at Sterling College as well, with two of his own children now being here. Are either of them in the room? Oh my gosh, I'm going to have to get on Jason about this. Teach your children, man. Anyway, it's all about the people. Jason Breyer, class of 1999. <clears throat> all right, now this one is a, a, just a, a bit personal, and I'm throwing it in here at the end because I promised Julie's mom that I would never let her memory be forgotten as long as I'm at Sterling College. But when you walk into the student union or out of the student union on the south side of the union, there is this plaque that is on one of the pillars, one of the limestone pillars, right as you're walking in. So this is the Rose Garden. It doesn't, unfortunately, look like that right now, but we'll get it cleaned up. But this Rose Garden was given uh, in memory of Julie Ray and Jerry Matthews. They were two students at Sterling College in 1987. They were both sophomores that year. And they were on a college trip going back to uh, Wall Street over the interterm. They were coming home, and their, the van that they were driving in was T-boned by a, a semi-truck, and they both lost their lives that day. It was Super Bowl Sunday, 1987. Well, Julie and Jerry were very special people at this college. Julie lived in McCurry Hall. She could sing like a bird. She was a member of choir. She was a member of Daystar, which was a small ensemble. She always smiled. She had a great personality and countenance. And, uh, and Jerry was a baseball player. I was his RA in Kilburn Hall. He was a terrible Texas Hold'em player, which I'm very grateful for because I took a lot of money off of him during the years. But Jerry and Julie... Um, were a part of this family. Uh, they, it was about the people, right? And they were two of my dear friends. And, you know, as you guys are establishing friendships here at Sterling College, I pray that you never encounter anything like this. But I talked to Julie's mom just last night, and I said, Myrna, I'm going to talk about Julie and Jerry and, and Heritage Convo because they're worth being remembered. And I think that's what every one of us wants. I mean, nobody wants to go away and be forgotten, right? And so, anyway, today as you're walking in the Union, just look at that, at that plaque, take note of it, and uh, I'd appreciate that. All right, so we're getting ready to sing the alma mater. So all of you who could not sing the first line of the alma mater, lock it in tight here. Uh, Faith Finley is going to play for us. But uh, the alma mater was written by Carol Jean English Brownlee. She is the grandmother to a few people in this room, right? Right? Some of the Brownleys. She is Larry Brownlee's mom. She's Bob Brownlee's mom. She's mom to all the Brownlee clan at Sterling College. But she wrote uh, the words that we're about to sing. Carol Jean was a class of member, a member of the class of 1942. She uh, taught here for years and years and years and years. She was a member of the administration. She was dean of women. And she was an instrumental part of building the foundation that you guys all get to enjoy today. 
So again, the purpose of Heritage Hall is hopefully to just trigger some thoughts in your mind that Sterling College is bigger than you, bigger than your four years here, bigger than your two years here, bigger than just your circle of friends. Sterling College is a vast network of people who have built what we get to enjoy today. So I just ask that you please be mindful of that. And as you graduate from here and you go out into this world and you do great things, we hope some of you come back. We hope some of you come back and teach and coach and live in Sterling. We hope that none of you forget Sterling College because this place is a part of you now, whether you like it or not. And I hope as you grow and mature and, and think about these things, that Sterling will really, really embed itself in your heart. All right, so we're going to sing. Please turn off my mic here in a second. Uh, you don't want to hear me singing. Um, immediately following the alma mater, the ending of the alma mater, you are dismissed. Kill my mic, please. <laughs>